0: Hey everybody, welcome to New Dead, Newer Dead episode number 100, 102. I'm Eric Smith. I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? Eric, I'm fine. Okay, great. You
1: got a book? Yeah, it's called uh, Let's Try Not to Get Political on a Really Dark Day in America. Okay. Any thoughts?
0: I mean, I don't think anybody should be for war. I don't think that's too too much of a, a hot take. You know, turning on some news channels, you, I don't know if it's shocking to see what people are saying on there or not, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird that um, you know what you see tweeted and and the clips of people of saying it's just some really weird and dumb shit.
1: Yeah, it's really disappointing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we said before we had kids, like, why would I want to bring a kid into this world like this, right? And, and then, like, it was kind of just something you said. Maybe you didn't really believe it.
0: No, I fully believe that. I
1: guess, like, this was my wake up call where like, this is the first time I ever really felt like I believed it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just sad. It's yeah. So sad.
0: Just to give some context, cause this won't be released for a week or two. This is February 24th that we're recording this. <clears throat> so, um, you know, early, what this morning or late last night, you know, Russia this is fully invaded Ukraine. So,
1: yeah, it's just nuts. I have a lot of Ukrainian
0: friends as well. So it
1: hits home a little bit. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to their families. Um, and people just suck, man. People just suck. Anyway, um, on a happier note, I have to talk to you about something on a positive note. I came across possibly the best article. I have ever come across as a parent. I want to read you the title. Are you ready for this?
0: Uh, oh, I can't wait.
1: I feel like you're not that excited about it. I don't know. I think it's pretty, pretty exciting. Okay, title of the article. 14 of the sketchiest parenting tricks that actually work according to Lifehacker readers. And it says at the top, we're not endorsing all of these per se but we're merely sharing some ideas. (laughs) So you start this little slideshow. The first one is heads. I win tails. You lose. And the guy says the worst thing I ever did was when I, my kids were three and four, if they didn't want to do something I wanted them to do, like go to bed, I'd say, well, why don't we just flip a coin heads? I win tails. You lose, you lose that worked out well for a few months, but then they finally caught on and they were really, (laughs) bad. I read that first one and I was like, oh, this is definitely my list. Like, I definitely got to look at this. Um, and I, I won't read the whole list, but um, a couple of them were, you know, just as funny. Um, you know, it's like my kid doesn't want to brush his teeth sometimes. And I'm like, just brush your freaking teeth. And so one of the other ones was, well, not sure if it's sketchy because it's not entirely inaccurate, but I tell my kids that if they don't brush their teeth, They're gonna fall out. (laughs) We've done that. Like that's an awful thing to
0: tell a child. (laughs) Like you have to make sure that you tell them they're gonna fall out, but in a bad way, because because once you they get to the stage of like teeth falling out, like for the tooth fairy.
1: Oh yeah.
0: About it, so you have to make sure that they know that it's like it's in a bad way.
1: Well, and the same thing goes, like, I feel like a lot of it's like before bed stuff, right? Like going to the bathroom and it's like, (laughs) there was one in there. I would never do this, but this, the one person said, I told my friends who had a toddler who didn't want to go to the bathroom before bedtime that they should tell, uh, tell her she needed to feed the toilet monster before going to bed. Otherwise it would climb out of the toilet at night and grab her. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, you're so cruel. That would be awful to think as a kid.
0: Well, that's... <laughs> that's just wrong. What I told like, a couple of weeks ago, um, what was it? It was something to do with chocolate, and they, they gave Ford, Bo gave Ford, like, a piece of chocolate or something, and I was like, oh, no, you didn't just give Ford that piece of chocolate, did you? And he's like, yeah. I was like, he's gonna die. <laughs> like, He's like, he's going to die? I was like, yeah, he's going to die tonight when he goes to sleep. And Bo, Bo is probably crying for like a, a half an hour. If <laughs> <'Cause he, laughs> so I told him I was joking, he's like, that is that is not a funny joke. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Oh, my gosh.
1: I just could not even. Yeah, there was some good tips in there, though I'll be honest with you, like um, picky eaters, you know there were some good ones in there for that, and um, you know, just uh, I don't know, I just thought, I think those lists are so freaking hilarious. <laughs>
0: um, There's some I- account on uh, TikTok that I think they steal stuff from from Reddit of like um, it's usually just like a, like a scenic background, and then they just have like type text. And it's like unethical, like life hacks that everybody should know. Like the only one I can remember right now is like whenever you're buying something online, type in to the type into the coupon code like military or something. Just because most places give like a military discount, no. <laughs> but it's st- stuff like that. Like like a ton of them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll have to save it next time it comes across my um, my for you page, but there's actually some pretty good stuff in there that I'm like, I'm going to have to remember this.
1: Yeah, I, um, it was, it was definitely, a a great and funny list to read through. Um, it's on lifehacker.com. So take a look, search it, Google it. I had a funny, a funny thing happen as well, where, um, my mom was in town this past weekend. Hi mom. Um, And uh, it was so funny. I was trying to like explain to her something and I'm like, mom, just Google it. And I had to repeat it like a few different times, like the idea of Googling it. And I realized like, (laughs) I just go to Google for everything. And a lot of people, they don't go to Google for anything. Mm -hmm. Are you a Googler? We never really talked about it. Yeah, why wouldn't I be? I don't know. I mean, some people just don't care about fixing it on their
0: on their own. I guess.
1: Whatever it may be that you're trying to fix.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I. Of course. That's why, I, like, I don't go to like Facebook groups and like ask questions there when it's in easily like, even even in in like a Facebook group, you just search in the Facebook group and you can find something like. Google has all the answers that you need for everything. Like I'm teaching Bo that now, I'm like I don't know the answer to that, Bo, you can Google it. So he goes he goes in the kitchen, "Hey Google." And and ask Google.
1: That's a good idea. I like that idea. How do you know what Google's going to say?
0: And he like he like we had our parent teacher conferences a couple weeks ago and they're like he, we love having him in class, and he like he's always spitting out like animal facts that like we didn't even know. Hmm. And like that's just from Google. Like he'll sit there and like talk back and forth to Google about hmm. like animals and stuff.
1: I really like that idea. I sometimes, like a little...
0: sometimes Google will be like, if if it's like a animal topic or something, Google will be like, um, also, uh, uh, or like, it'll be like. We didn't tell you about today's animal. Do you want to learn about today's animal? And Bo'll be like, yes. And then they'll be like, today's animal is da 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 da. Uh, do you want to learn some more about, you know, how they do this? And Bo'll go, yes. And then it just keeps going. Hmm. I love that idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that like called a Google nest pod or something like that?
0: Uh, that's the, what, the Google. <laughs> Um, what the Google home, the little screen,
1: Google home,
0: Google home hub,
1: home hub. Yeah. The nest hub. That's kind of neat, dude. Hmm. I like that. I wonder if Alexa does that. Cause I have one of those. I have one of those for Alexa. <laughs> well, speaking of things to Google, um, I don't know if, I think I mentioned this, a few podcasts ago, like the eating thing with a food therapist. And, um, you know, I really appreciate the daycare slash school, whatever you want to call it, um, that we send the kids to the principal. I had to drop the kids off late today because Mateo had to poo like right before we left. So then he had to go, you know, do all that stuff. Then he had to go and get in the car. I got, to, I got there late. So I had to walk them to there. To their classrooms. Um, so, you know, you go through security, you walk them to their classrooms and everything. As I was walking out, the principal walked out with me, and, um, or like the lady in charge, whatever you want to call her. And she's just amazing. She's an amazing woman. She taught Melissa when Melissa was a kid. And um, she's like, hey, I want to talk to you about Sally's eating. And um, she was like, you know, he, I don't know if he's necessarily like, he's holding food in his mouth a lot. And he doesn't really like swallow a whole lot of food. And um, so I was just like, man, I I totally forgot when she said that, that like we were going to talk to the pediatrician at uh, Solomon's uh, pediatrician appointment last week, but then that appointment never happened because it was like Melissa got the days mixed up or something like that. So it worked out really well because we have a pediatrician appointment coming up and there's this whole thing on, food therapy for kids and um, started like googling about it right and he's actually like a pretty good candidate based on like symptoms for somebody that would need like food therapy so I'm really appreciative of my sister because she suggested it Um, but man I didn't really even the signs make sense in retrospect but I would never have known that those were things to be like concerned about. I always just thought he was a picky eater. And it's so much more than that.
0: What does a kid's food therapist do?
1: Well, um, it's, it's actually, it's kind of like occupational therapy, right? Um, But they, they call them, (laughs) Uh, and it's sometimes it's speech and language pathologists as well. The thing is, Sally is talks so well. He already counts to 10. He says his ABCs. He's speaking in pretty full sentences. Um, he does a lot of repeating, which is normal for his age. Um, but he just, when he eats, he'll put a whole bunch of food in his mouth and just sit there and chew it for like 25 minutes. mm mm-hmm and and then one of the other tall tale signs was like if you take away his favorite foods and you try to put something else in front of him um like he loves oatmeal so if you like and he loves soft textures if you try to give him like meat or you try to give him something he's not familiar with he throws a fit and like literally just goes crazy and what that tells you what that's supposed to tell you as a parent is that the process of eating is not an enjoyable experience for them. And so rather than expand his tastes and his, his palate for food, he's just really, you know, tightening up on this. And if you don't get it in time, it really becomes a long-term problem. And they say that right around that two years of age is when it really starts to become a problem long-term if you don't nip it in the, in the bud. Is it nipping in the bud? Did we go over that? I believe it is. Nipping in the bud. I think it's nipping in the butt, but I'm going to go with bud because that's but. what it seems like everybody else feels like. Um, so this person, what they'll do is, um, you know, obviously like a weekly appointment. Um, there's an evaluation. They observe the child eating. Um, they interview the parent. Um, it's not invasive at all. Um and they'll make a recommendation on how often that feeding therapy is going to take place. And there's goals. And basically, after you kind of talk about the goals and stuff, um, you know, a, a, like a, an example of this would be like drinking from an open cup, you know, not something with a lid on it. Um you know, let's do that independently 75% of the time. And, um, oh, another one of the tall tale signs is like being really heavily dependent on milk. He loves milk. And it said like, while it does a body good, too much of it can be a bad thing. So like he has like three or four full bottles a day still. And he's almost two. I feel like that's just kind of like time to start incorporating other things. He does like water from time to time. And orange juice that we dilute with water. But milk is his main jam. Um, but feeding therapy is like one of these things. It's like done one-on-one with the child and the therapist. And, um, and other times it could be a group thing. But most of the time it's like a one-on-one thing. Um, and eventually you incorporate the parents. And... You know, you start to get that. It's kind of like dog training. You ever seen like those shows on like TLC or something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so like it's just about introducing them to new foods, textures, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then instructions for the parents. Like I feel like we've been derelict a little bit in the idea that like, okay, if he's going to freak out, like I don't want to deal with it. So just give him what he wants and move on. And that's just creating other problems as well. Even though he's a pretty well-behaved child most of the time, so um, yeah, that's kind of the food therapy thing. Um, you know, the one thing about the whole story though is that the the principal, you know, leader person at the um, at the school. Like, she took time... I I obviously came late, so she had an opportunity to, like, talk to me. But, like, she took time out of her day to, like, pull me aside. You know, there's a hundred children at this place. And, you know, she took time to, like, bring me aside and talk about one child out of all the children that she was, like, you know, responsible for. She's... There's, like, a lot of teachers there and stuff. But, like, she's in charge of, like, the the, the whole thing. So... I don't know. I just thought it was like really cool that, like, I never had that expectation in my mind that they were going to be like so detailed. And so it was kind of nice to know that, like, they were really looking out for our kids and um, they really care. So,
0: Mm. well, that's good.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's got to get rid of the crackers and guacamole, you know? What does that mean? I mean, he only eats crackers and guacamole and crackers and hummus and um, pouches, as you call them, um, and you know soft foods, bananas. He likes apples from time to time, strawberries, really good about eating fruit and stuff, but just awful with vegetables, meat. Um, he loves bacon. Bacon's the only meat that he eats. So it's just I don't know. Maybe it was because he wasn't breastfed for that long. I don't know. I'm
0: thinking it, it doesn't seem like that would have anything to do with it.
1: I don't know. I mean one one person had commented that um they had a therm like a thirteen or fourteen month old. And that kid was, like, exclusively breastfed still to, like, 13 months, which I thought was, like, kind of weird. Uh, but they were trying to introduce solids for months, and the kid just was, like, screaming and drooling out of her mouth, and they tried purees, and they they let the kid play with it, the food, and um, put it into, like, mesh teething toys, Um and this was like the sixth child that this person had had and never had any issues before. And she didn't understand. And so like the the pediatrician wasn't really that much help to her. Um, and that's when she went to like a feeding therapist and it seemed to really help. Um, so everybody is, everybody has different, stories of feeding and when you introduce food and how you introduce food. I mean, all I really ever wanted was to have two kids that like ate well, ate healthy, didn't eat like garbage. And um, I think I really, there's the only area of raising the boys at this point that I really regret not standing firmer on. I think I've messed up a little bit.
0: Think, I think it's still early. I think you're going to be Fine.
1: Yeah, I just need to. I need to. Like, like I said, I need to nip it in the bud right now. I need to put that just energy in now so that years down the road, it's not a problem.
0: I mean, even if you did nothing, as Sully grows and stuff, he's, he's going to start eating more things, I think. You
1: know? <sighs> Dude, I just can't get him to eat anything. I tricked him into eating half of a chicken nugget once. Yeah, we know. By telling him it was a cookie.
0: Yeah, you told us.
1: So it's like that's <laughs> it the furthest I've gotten.
0: Yeah, when he grows and he starts talking more and, and you like understanding, he's just going to start eating more. I don't know. That's just my take. I think you might be overthinking it. But
1: I'm just worried. That's all.
0: I think you'll be all right. I think you're still ahead of the curve with everything with him.
1: And I just want to just total side note. Anybody that's listening to this that is currently, that currently has somebody that's pregnant, okay? There are a lot of gross things that happen during pregnancy. And I think something that's just not talked about is hemorrhoids and how that's a thing during pregnancy, Just thought I'd throw that in there. Just saying.
0: I mean, hemorrhoids are a thing in life too. It's not just.
1: I know, but especially during pregnancy. So be sympathetic if you're the person that's not pregnant in the relationship to that. That's what I would say about that.
0: Grow your own if you feel. Exactly. Really being empathetic. Some sympathy, sympathy hemorrhoids. Really um, show your care.
1: Also, um, how excited are you for uh, five dollar a gallon gas? Is
0: so he gonna get that high?
1: I think so.
0: Start working from home.
1: That's right.
0: I can be driving anywhere.
1: No, that's why I got a hybrid. I did it again, by the way.
0: Yeah, you left your car on the whole time yeah. you were at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> smart
1: dude. I'm absolutely awful. You can't hear the car. God only knows what would happen to to me if I had an electric car. I have no idea.
0: I, what are you doing? You just you just get someplace, put it in park, and get out.
1: I just, I guess Melissa was like, talking
0: me. don't, you, like don't you go to lock it and doesn't, it shouldn't beep if it's still running.
1: Well, I was talking with Melissa, so I was really distracted.
0: Don't do that. Well,
1: thanks. I appreciate the advice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That was, that was a big mistake. I hate doing that because I know like waste gas and stuff. And my lights were on. And they were shining into somebody's window, like somebody's office window. It's was like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Um, last little tidbit, and then I'll ask you some questions. Mm. Um, did you see that thing that came out uh, today? It was a huge family tree that included 27 million ancestors. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it's literally the genealogy of everybody. mm It's really, really neat. It basically is a way no, for great.
0: Thanks for <laughs> thanks for doing that gross burp right into the mic. Oh, did I do that? I don't even notice I do it.
1: Sorry. Okay, let's start that over. Um basically it lets you see how every person's genetic sequence relates to like every other. Mm. So basically like when you spit into the little tube and you send it into like 23ME, it basically took all those and like related all of those people and like how to how they all relate to one another. Yeah. I just think that's freaking cool as hell. I mean twenty seven million people.
0: Yeah, we we have talked about this before, haven't we?
1: Uh, if we did, I can't, I can't remember. I, I don't know if we've ever talked like generationally that much.
0: How there was like, um, like I was going through my, um, my ancestry.com tree and like found some like, some like light uh, uh, incest. Like, I don't know, several generations back, like a couple hundred years back. mm And I was, like, texting my sister about it. I'm like, that's kind of gross. But then I saw this TikTok, and I was like, yeah, everybody has that because, like, if you just keep doubling everybody's parents, like, you can only go back so far to, and and, yeah, they're all going to be related to each other. Like, you can only do that so many times Mm
1: -hmm.
0: until, like, you get to, like, you know, however many million people there were in the world at that time. Like it, it's going to happen. There's, you're, you're all going to be connected at some point.
1: Well, and, and you hit on like an um, interesting topic, which is like how many people w- like were in the world at a specific time in like life mm-hmm. uh in like the history of the, in, of the world. And um, I always thought that it was interesting. I like, I went to Google one time to say like how many people were like living when um when like Christ was around like you know 2000 years ago mm-hmm. um and basically it was the populace of the United States right it was like 300 300 million people were like the entire world was comprised of 300 million people so like that means that like everybody else on the face of the planet other than the amount of people that's in america like less than what's in america is was was the whole populace of the of the entire world like that's just nuts mm. and that's just 2000 years ago so and if you think that like every 100 years you can fit in um a couple of generations right mm. so that's only that's um like every 100 years is that's like twenty generations back. Is that correct? No, twenty twenty times three. So it's like sixty generations back. Is like the year zero, right? Mm. So I don't know. That's just neat. Twenty seven million people connected. I mean, that's just some neat stuff. So um, anything new in your world?
0: Um, no, not really. Just, uh, I don't know, this last few weeks feel like just uh, kind of going through the motions here. Hmm. Well, here's that TikTok.
2: You have two biological parents and four biological grandparents and eight biological great-grandparents. It keeps doubling. Well, if you follow your family tree all the way back to the time of the ancient Romans, 64 generations ago, that tree would need one quintillion separate individuals, which is a number that is larger than the number of humans who have ever existed ever so what does that mean well i think bill bryson put it best when he said you couldn't be here without a little incest actually quite a lot of incest nothing ridiculous mind you but if you go far enough back in your family tree you're going to find that quite frequently people who were distantly related had kids in fact if you are currently dating or married to somebody who is from your own country and is of your own ethnicity, there's a one in five chance that the two of you share a common family member fewer than 10 generations ago. Leave it like this.
0: Wow. So, I mean, I'm in the clear.
1: Clearly. I'm in the clear. Hmm. Russian and Spanish. <clears throat> <clears throat> I wonder how many generations you have to go back to relate Melissa and myself.
0: No, did you have. Did you have you ever done like a 23 me or ancestry.com with the DNA? Nope. You shouldn't do that. Was it like it's like a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to know. My sister did it. My mom did it. So, I mean, I'd be the same thing as my sister, basically, right?
0: No, you'd be. I mean, I'm fairly different than my brother. How is that possible? Um, he got a lot more like uh, Croatian than I did. Um, That's our, a little our weird. now. or different.
1: I think about it that way
0: you can you can see it like like i don't tan or anything i got a lot more of the like the english irish
1: mm. i just watched um the king's man
0: mm-hmm. yeah just uh where'd that come was that on hulu now
1: it, yeah it's it on hulu via hbo i think
0: oh hbo Max.
1: um but yeah that's uh that's a movie. movie.
0: I watched the, a free guy last night.
1: Ugh! Why would you wear? Why would you waste your time? It was decent. Really? I think you yeah, got okay. like a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? No. I Think so. No. Yeah. I'll look it up. Reviews. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, maybe i not
0: Yeah, audience score ninety-four percent. So yeah, wow.
1: I just thought that that was an awful, awful movie. No, Not an awful premise for a movie.
0: Nope it was. It's an original premise for a movie. Like, you know, how often do you find that?
1: I mean, it was a pretty dumbass kind of like plot, though.
0: How do you know? That just based on the preview,
1: I guess. I guess I'm wrong. Clearly, I'm
0: wrong. Didn't really, show you much except that he was a guy in a video game. Like, that's really only a small part of it.
1: Yeah, that seems like a dumbass kind of.
0: I mean look at it. it's good. got it's got Taika Waititi in it.
1: Listen, I was clearly wrong.
0: Joe Curie. It's great. Joe on rotten
1: tomatoes. Four point five out of five on movie insider. Seven point two out of out movie. ten. Wow, I am so wrong on that. Box office three hundred and thirty-one million. Well,
0: just hit uh, Disney Plus.
1: That was really not not good on my part. You can't judge a movie by its cover. Trailer.
0: Good. I mean, I would pay to see it, but it was you know, as soon as it was free to stream.
1: Could you imagine spending a hundred and twenty-five million dollars on something and tripling up your money? It's kind of neat.
0: Yeah, I, I would feel a lot worse if I spent 125 million on something and then, and then I, I made like 11 million dollars back on it. Yeah, that'd be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I feel like anything that uh, Ryan Reynolds does is like, and especially you know, The Rock.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's money in the bank, pretty much.
1: Everything they touch is gold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Anyway,
0: I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Reynolds in something where he's not just playing the same character every time.
1: Yeah, like a blubbering idiot. No,
0: just like a, a smart Alec.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Like Deadpool type, like well, yeah. Because I know like, he can do. You can do like other stuff.
1: Generations Dane Cook.
0: Well, I mean, him and Dane Cook were came up at the same time, basically.
1: Oh well, he's the new
0: Dane Cook. I don't think so. Yeah. He's just Dane Cook if <laughs> that, that that didn't fall off.
1: I guess you're right.
0: You just kept Dane cooking. What are you looking at?
1: Uh I'm looking at my book that I found for this week.
0: I don't have my computer. Soundboard. Don't mean to do it? Yeah. Oh.
2: Doobie dooby dooby dooby-doo. Doobie dooby dooby dooby-doo. Dooby dooby dooby-dooby do. doo.
1: Um, so clearly uh, this when this gets released uh, we're a couple weeks into whatever hopefully conflict gets resolved very quickly Um, but I thought that as a good uh, way to make fun of the insanity that is all of this fighting that's going on in the Ukraine, Uh, I thought that we would talk a little bit about that with a children's book, and um, I feel like this is uh, a good book. I don't think that I've suggested it before. If I have, I really screwed up, Uh, and maybe that's the reason why I like it. But it's called Angry Ninja, a children's book about fighting and managing anger. In
0: paperback. Did you do a whole ninja series with Ryan.
1: Um, I think it's a different one though. Is it?
0: Damn, I mean, you did the whole is. you talked about the whole ninja series with Ryan. Fudge.
1: Cut it! Damn it, you're totally right. It
0: was that's only how I,
1: that's how I got to
0: it. two episodes ago. Yeah, that's
1: my bad. I knew it sounded familiar.
2: Doobie dooby 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 doo. Doopy doopy dooby doopie
0: doo. Doopie doopie doo. I'm not gonna cut out any of that. <laughs> Just the dead air. That's all.
1: <laughs> you have to cut out my first one.
0: Nope.
1: Oh man. Okay, I'm screwed. Okay, here we go. Um, second book up for the evening is What if everybody did that? Um out in 2010, written by Ellen Javernick, uh, hardcover, $6.99. If you drop just one soda can out the window, it's no big deal, right? But what if everybody did that? What if everybody broke the rules and spoke during story time, didn't wash up or splashed too much at the pool? Then the world would be a mess. But what if everybody obeyed the rules so that the world could become a better place? This book uses humorous illustrations rendered in mixed media these questions are answered in a child-friendly, child-friendly way and show the consequences of thoughtless behavior. And I think that's something that we could all learn from now. Um, definitely uh, a great book, and you should look her up, and you can get that. It's a recommended reading for ages 3 to 7, certainly um, preschool age kids to maybe second grade or something like that, I don't know um you could get it at half price books i'm i'm sure as well like eric for three dollars and fifty cents um anything else eric
0: uh no i'm good
1: well i appreciate everybody listening today at new dad newer dad and i'm hoping that the first book strikeout was cut from this episode uh hopefully it is and uh where can people find us eric
0: Uh, at new dad newer dad at uh the bearded dj at dustin on the road
1: excellent and like we say here every week at new dad newer dad be a dad be a real dad don't be a douche read book to your kids bye